This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us now. Richard, how are you this week? John, we're doing fantastic. We're enjoying global cooling because it only got to 99 today. Oh, well, we're at 94, so you're not much higher than us right now. We're a little bit hotter than, I shouldn't say hotter than normal. It's pretty normal for us, although we get nice, cool nights, and it's only, oh, it'll only be this this much, you know, this high of heat, oh, I don't know, a few hours out of the day. It's actually been a pleasant day today. Good. Well, we'll take we're it. celebrating less than 100. All right, talk, Labor Day without free enterprise wouldn't be a special, I, I would agree with that 100%. Well, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because Labor Day is good. We should celebrate it and everything and celebrate labor. But if we didn't have the economic system and freedoms that we have, it would not be as special. And other countries that don't have what we have aren't able to celebrate as fully because of that lack of free enterprise that we all get to celebrate. That's right. And not, as you know, not every country, well, very few countries get to do what we do in regards to that. In most cases, not all, but in most cases, government controls a lot of what goes on with the means of production. Uh, we can talk, you know, a lot of different countries, uh, Richard, all around the world. It's it's not just, you know, I can't just pick out one country because it happens over and over again. Some do more than others. You know, some, some have more influence than others. And I realize there'll be some people here correct me and say, well, John, we don't have a total free market in America either. No, Richard, we don't. We have a, too much government interference as well, i.e. subsidies for EVs and so on. But by and large, it's pretty decent the way it is. Well, yes, and it has become less free than earlier than my lifetime, and it is becoming less free every day. And that's part of the reason it's so important for us to remind people of the importance of that so that we all can defend that free that's right. price system. That's right. Because it's the goose that laid the golden egg. The last, or the, uh, any time, let me say it this way, any time government gets involved in any kind of an industrial enterprise, all they do is mess it up. They do not make it better. They don't make it better for the worker. They don't make it better for the consumer. At the end, in the end, I should say, it makes everything worse, Richard. It doesn't make it better. Well, and the way I say that is government can't do anything for you until they do something to you. That's right. And it's not worth the price of what they do to you for That's what right. they say they're going to do for you. 
So late in the 19th century, a push came to recognize the contributions of labor to American success. And in 1894, it was the first federal holiday on the first Monday. Now, I realize it's changed a lot from what it was and what it was meant to be in 1894. Uh, And really, Richard, I think for the better, I I will say that. I think Labor Day today, uh, for me anyways, is much more meaningful and better than what it was in 1894. Well, absolutely, and that was the early days of the Industrial Revolution. And Instead of everybody working and providing everything they needed for their families, workers started coming together in organizations, and you had specialized work functions. Corporations were growing, and so there was a lot of give and take, uh, not as much give to the labor uh, at that time as they negotiated. And I think that's what helped because that brought workers and gave them an opportunity mm-hmm. to gather together and negotiate better conditions than they may have individually. Yep. Uh, in, in my notes, labor's crucial to all enterprises, as we were talking about a moment ago. In fact, when government gets involved in those enterprises, it typically just messes things up. And what I mean by that, Richard, is it either messes it up for the laborer, it messes it up for the owner, and or it messes it up for the customers, which ultimately messes it up for the shareholders as well. Again, government involved in business doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. Well, just look at the example. We're all complaining about inflation right now, and interest rates are a big part of it. But what people, I, I don't hear anybody talking about, is when we have wages increased from 750 to $15 and above That's right. overnight almost, then we see why when we go get a sandwich or get a hamburger or buy anything else, the prices have nearly doubled on so many things because wages increased faster than the market would have ordinarily done so. That's right. Yeah, anytime government artificially raises prices, i.e. the labor cost, it changes, because I say it all the time, and I will keep saying it, Richard, uh, businesses, owners, they don't eat anything. Everything that is in, that is in, encountered in a business expense-wise is passed on to the end consumer, whether it's the whether we're going wholesale, wholesale, and eventually it ends up to the consumer. No matter what, the person at the end that's buying the end good is paying for all of those increases across the board. Well, that's true. And one of the big pressures that's coming right now is talk of a four-day work week. And when I was in business school, we, we talked about four-day work week, but that was four days, 40 hours. Yeah, four, yeah, four tens, not four tens, not four eights, four tens. Yes. <laughs> They're pushing four eights now, which would be more similar to the 32-hour work week in Europe. Right. And what it sounds good on the surface, but what most people don't think about is the lower standard of living yep. that comes with That's that. Right. And it's not free. Somebody has to pay that price. And so we have to be careful how we would implement that and how it would affect people's costs. And I think most people would end up on the losing end of that deal, somewhat similar to the people that went to a $15 an hour wage recently. Uh, I'll get a little spiritual for a minute, Richard, because we talked about this in the roundtable this morning that folks will hear tonight at 6 o'clock. A 32-hour or, frankly, Richard, even a 40-hour work week isn't biblical. This whole idea of only working five days a week, 40 hours, that was a Henry Ford invention, by the way, that had nothing to do with even the market at that time. That was his invention. We've carried it on. And this whole idea of working four-eighths is absolutely ridiculous, if, we, if you ask me. It is not biblical at all. Neither is a five-day work week. Well, it gives a lot of people excuses 
to only work 40 hours a week, whereas people who generally will get ahead will do that 40 plus additional so that they there's, can get there's, ahead faster and make right. more money, That's right. uh, deliver to their family, better lifestyles. That freedom, and you're correct, and, and so many people that have succeeded over time would never work just a 40-hour yeah. week because they recognize the benefits of doing more to get more. There's an old meme that used to run around and it still floats around periodically where it says, oh, you got your first 40-hour-a-week job? Great. I remember my first part-time job also. <laughs> yes, and that, that leads me to something I think also is important. I, I talk to so many parents who have college-age kids hmm. who've never had a job yep. working for anyone else until they get out of college. Wrong. They're able to vote before they ever yep. get a job. Bad idea. encourage them. Bad idea. Get them to get a job so they can understand the difference in gross pay and net pay yep. and the taxes in FICA and the cost associated with things. We have too many politicians that have never run as much as a lemonade stand. That's right. They're just as bad as that. And yep. We better educate people on how the economy works because then they can vote better and make better decisions for themselves. One way to cure that, Richard, is quit loaning as much money as we do for college and putting limitations on what that money can be used for. Right now, uh, a kid in college, uh, parents included, can borrow enough money for that education to not only pay for the education, but the room, the board, the food, the car, every other expense they have going through college. And the problem is that's why there's so much student debt when they come out, because to your point, they haven't worked their way and paid their way through college it's been handed to them on a silver platter in the way of a loan that they now wonder how they're going to pay back and they've never had a job in their life yes and they don't understand the relationship of the dollar amount versus the time it takes to earn that to pay it back and that's where the biblical phrase the borrower is slave to the lender Yep. All right. Talk about unions for a minute. I talked about that some on the roundtable today. Bob Duca and I did. Uh, actually, all four of us did. But I, and everybody listening here knows this, I despise unions. I think they're way past their time. We have enough laws in this country where they're not needed any longer. And I am one where you could abolish every union across the land and it wouldn't bother me a bit. Well, and, and I concur. I think unions were very beneficial early on. But one of the things that's happened is for them to maintain relevancy, they have to keep pushing for more and more and more and more. And at a certain point, you don't have any more to get to keep a business viable. And so, again, if the workers understand the balance between the business and labor, they will know what decisions to make if they don't and just merely follow the union leaders and the union leaders' motivations are totally different than the workers most of the time, you end up in a bad situation. Uh, When I was a boy, my dad in a middle management job, they were trying to unionize this factory that he worked in, and their employees understood the challenges to the unions, and they sent them postcard ballots with business reply mail guaranteed, and they were so against the unions that they took those ballots and taped a brick around them and mm. threw them back in the mailbox to send them to the union. In wow. other words, stay away from us. Wow. Uh, this All of what we're talking about, and, I, and it's in my notes, but I could say this without it even being in there. All of what we're talking about in regards to work, a 32-hour work week, the fact kids aren't working at all until they actually graduate, these are all part of the Sololinsky rules for radicals 
uh, that's that's the message and tactics is to do exactly what they're doing, Richard. Well, that and, and pushing social responsibility for businesses. Yep. And I saw an ad for a major bank a few weeks ago, and they were bragging on the ad about how they had donated $50 million to this minority group. And I was thinking, I wonder if their customers who would like interest paid on deposits and their shareholders had a vote in that because the bank was basically giving away customer and shareholder money without any agreement from those people. And to me, if I was a, a customer or shareholder, I would immediately take my money out of that institution. Mm-hmm. Agree. Fully agree. No, again, it's all part of the of the plan. All right. When we go to Labor Day now and we get to Monday, we talk about a lot of this. You know, we talk about what do you do on these particular days, whether it be Memorial Day, it be Fourth of July, Independence Day, now we're into Labor Day. What should people be thinking about Monday as they go through the day? Well, first thing is I think we acknowledge and celebrate work. And too many people today demean certain types of jobs, blue-collar jobs, mm-hmm. jobs they don't think are worthy of admiration. But to me, every American that works in a legal job contributes not only to taking care of their family, but contributes to the prosperity of our country. And I think all workers should be appreciated who do that, regardless of other perceptions of that kind of work. That's right. And I think we have to educate the public about budgets and costs so that they know, because I've seen too many people that believe revenue equals profit. And when you sell a glass of lemonade for a dollar, the profit's not a dollar a glass by the time you take the cost and the labor and other things out of it. And it's a very simple to take revenue minus cost equals profit, but too often people have never experienced that, don't understand it, and don't make decisions based on that understanding. That's right. Oh, in fact, in some cases, and I, as you know, I coach other businesses, and there's times where I'll look at some of these uh, – some of the end pricing that some businesses have, and by the time I actually figure their actual costs, which in some cases, unbeknownst to them, they really haven't sat down and done, they're not making any money. So, yeah, you're right. Revenue does not equal profit. Well, that's the old lose money on every deal and make it up in volume. Yeah, no such thing. No <laughs> such thing, but as you know. Edu- educating employees is good because that gets them participating. If you include and have the opportunity to solicit ideas to them, improve the business operation. I think that's worth rewarding employees for. To me, the more open that is, the better opportunity there is for the entire team to succeed. I'll close with what you wrote here. Celebrate Labor Day and the brilliance of our founders who created America, and and we are privileged to live in it. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better, Richard. That's a fact. They gave us a gift that we never fully appreciate, and I, I appreciate it more every day, yeah, but I agree. still don't fully appreciate it. And uh, we just are so thankful to be in the United States. Richard, I appreciate it very much. Lord bless you. Have a great weekend and a great Labor Day. We'll talk next Wednesday. God bless America. Happy Labor Day. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. We'll be right back. Roof Savers of Colorado. If you've got any damage to your roof from any of the storms that we've had, even earlier in the summer that you haven't fixed yet, Roof Savers is there for you. Uh, Dave would love to help you out. Dave Hart, he's my roofer as well. He'd love to take care of you. Replacement or the extending the life of, uh, he can do it all. 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. 
you need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Florida Buntress Mortgage, Kurt Rogers, if you've got a question on a mortgage, whether you be a first-time buyer or you're looking to do a refinance, Kurt's there to help you. 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, Consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Folks, you may be involved in a remodel project right now where it's just not going very well and you're thinking, holy cow, how do I get out of this? Call Premier Home Remodels. Find out what they could do for you. They may be the ticket for you getting things finally finished and done and done correctly. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, I saw this article. And picked it just to coincide with what we were talking about with Richard Battle when it comes to some of the things that follow along with the Saul Alinsky plan for America. And that is this whole nonsense of being woke as a company. Well, to his credit, Michael Jordan has now cut ties with Nike 
over their woke agenda, which I didn't think I'd ever read. And I had to look at that closely and say, is this really true or not? And by the way, I have not verified this to find out for sure if, in fact, all of this is correct, because I the the ties those guys have together, and Charlie, maybe you've heard something about this, because I cannot verify this other than a article that I read, and I don't know if it's true or not. Point being, is Nike woke? Yes. Has Michael Jordan and Nike had any conversations? Folks, I cannot verify that. I have no clue. There's a few rumors running around that I cannot verify to say if, in fact, it's true or not. I hope it is, but I'm not putting a lot of stake in that because the amount of money those two, you know, Michael Jordan and his company and Nike have done together over the years, just go watch the movie Air, and it will kind of prove my point. So I cannot verify that. You're going to see lots of things out there on this. And, and again, I have not done a lot of research to determine if that, in fact, is true or not. My gut feeling is it's probably not, even though it's being sort of pushed as truth. So I don't know if that is or not. You're going to see this come up in some social media and things like that. My point is, like with anything else, do your research, because I don't really know if that's true or not. It seems like it is but I doubt it just because of the relationship they've had and how long they've had it. And yes, Nike is definitely a woke company. So I'll leave it at that. I've not, I've not had a ton of time today to look and see how true that is. If any of you have any information on that, you're free to let me know. Uh, what I would say is if you see that, please don't spread that around without actually researching it a little bit to find out if it's true or not, because I can't verify that it actually is the article makes it sound like it is but uh, that could be satire I, I don't know again I didn't have a lot of time to really research all of that to know for sure and get any quotes from Michael Jordan you know his quotes on that to determine if that is in fact the case or not now something that is the case because this made it to nine news today Amazon CEO says that it's probably not going to work out for employees who defy return to office policies. That is real. Kind of goes along with our Labor Day conversation we just had with Richard Battle as well. So Amazon employees have been pushing back against the company's return to office policies for months. And the CEO, Andy Jassy, has had enough. During a pre-recorded internal Q&A session earlier this month, Jassy told employees it was past the time to disagree and commit with the policy which requires corporate employees to be in the office three days a week. The phrase disagree and comment is one of Amazon, Amazon's leadership principles and was used often by the company's founder and current executive chairman, Jeff Bezos. If you can't disagree and commit, it's probably not going to work out for you, Jassy said, adding it wasn't right for some employees to be in the office three days a week while others refuse to do so. I, I, folks, I'm, Andy and I have talked about this over and over again. This whole remote work thing, in my opinion, it works for some, maybe 5% of workers, but it's not working for all. And I predicted early on when this was happening that it would come to an end because your productivity, creativity, collaboration, all the things that happen when you're working next to someone aren't the same when you're not with them. Body language, 
eye contact, on and on we go. It's not there remotely. I don't care who says otherwise, they're wrong. I predicted it early on. I argued even with quote-unquote experts that said, oh, no, no, this is going to be a trend in the future. It's going to be this way from this point forward. Um, Yeah, well, we're already seeing how this is working out for some companies. Not real well. Not real well. All right, we'll be back. Sonny Kutcher is going to join us in a moment. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. Bruce is an expert in that area, one of only 100 that can have that title of being an expert in reverse mortgages. Find Bruce today at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Get your financial house in order. Al Smith can help you with that. He is our expert at Golden Eagle Financial. 303-744-1128. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial Plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Geno's Auto Service, they can take care of your vehicle needs, its maintenance, its repairs, whatever you need, and take the stress, by the way, as we talked about earlier, out of your life. Find them today at genosautoservice.com, and don't forget, Geno starts with a J. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36, 36,000-miles peace-of-mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. 
Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Sunny Cutcher joining us now. Sunny, welcome back. How are you this week? I'm doing well. Survived a hurricane, my yeah. first. All right. Well, uh, and I, you know what? I should have asked you. I apologize. What part of Florida were you in, or are you in? Uh, I'm in Sarasota County, so okay. we got it was pretty much a thunderstorm, some good winds, but nothing too crazy, thank goodness. But definitely up north Tampa, St. Pete, they had a lot of flooding, and, and even further, obviously, they're very affected. So. Right. Well, I'm Just, glad you're uh, okay. Yeah. So I should have checked yeah. in on you. I apologize. I forgot about that. And it's been a busy oh, week. No That's all I can say. So anyways, glad you're okay and, and everything uh, went well there. Talk to us about, uh, you gave me a couple of articles, one of them being the American Library Association President, Emily Drabansky. Uh, Drabansky, make sure I say that correctly. She is a self-avowed Marxist lesbian, and the American Accountability Foundation wrote a whole report on her, and I read through some of that. And th- we're not making this stuff up. This is real things going on in the world around us. Yes, and firstly, this report is fantastic. I they you know they highlighted the key points, which I always appreciate. And this woman, Emily Drabinsky, yes, she has been elected to serve as the American Library Association's newest president. And as you said, she's a self-avowed Marxist, lesbian, queer activist. She also said that it quote very much shapes who she is and shapes a lot of how she thinks about social change. And she's open about wanting to use this position to push her radical uh, Marxist and queer theory, specifically the queer theory aspect of it, um, at community libraries to bring about this social change. And she just goes on and on about how this subverts, you know, family, you know, types and and archetypes, and it's that it's important to merge queer theory with how libraries catalog and the Dewey Decimal System and all these things to encourage new ways of thinking about how to be, you know, politically engaged. And this just, I mean, when I saw this, and this report came out on August 11th, and so I was like, wow, how did I miss this? Because this is the perfect example of how we have just overlooked how these communists, have been infiltrating our institutions. I mean, this is about libraries. This is about books. And she's upset about parents who are wanting to protect their children from pornography, things that are so explicit that in school boards, people are literally just shocked by the by the content of what people are reading at the school board meeting. And this is what's allowed in, in books at a library for children. What does her position... Um, in other words, what does it entail? What, what, you know, what power or what, what influence maybe, I guess I should say, does she have over all the other libraries that are out there? What does this position do? I think she is just really just kind of, um, how, how do I say, kind of shaping how libraries will continue to, you know, implement their regulations okay. and how they pick books and, she criticizes library systems for using like gender markers for authors and, and how the books are arranged. Hmm. And she says that gender, you know, it's, it's all about just recreating. Basically, I mean, what it really is, is utilizing this, this 
this, uh, you know, role in libraries as a way to push the agenda, obviously, as I said, but in terms of what she's actually doing, I think it's more so about how they catalog the books and what, you know, how they organize the libraries. And, and, and the other thing, too, because I, I read through this, she's also pushing, of course, the whole drag queen end of things and so on, and she's very critical of, of the ways that libraries have done things in the past by by you know only accepting two genders and so on. So I mean, again, I, I, like you say, she's a head of a association, so it's not like she's directly over these libraries. But I, Sunny, I mean, I, I've been involved in some national associations before when it comes to things in the auto industry, and I will tell you that those associations, while they don't have any you know, there's nobody that's directly accountable to the associations. Those associations carry a lot of weight because they do shape the outlook of those industries, which means she'll be doing the same thing here. Absolutely. And to your point, she says uh, that the criti- uh, critical librarianship is, you know, she's like, there are a lot of comrades in this organization. And what she sees is that a, per- a persistent longing for a librarianship that disrupts the status quo and centers a commitment to social justice and social change. And mm-hmm. she, she talks about her vision of a socialist future. She, she refers to a past president of this organization or association rather named Pat Schumann, who fought back against the filtering in libraries and the weaponization of the protection of children. So again, I think it's like how they you know, choose the books. And, and she talks about the book banning that, you know, everybody refers to mm-hmm. parents who are upset about these books and things. And I think that this is just, this is the tip of the spear of all of the ways that these people label and discuss those who dis- disagree with them, but they themselves are doing those exact things. So censorship, banning dissent, dissenting opinions or viewpoints. They even say that this era in America harkens back to the McCarthy era. Right. <laughs> McCarthy. Right. Which is literally what they are. And, and she's, I mean, she's an open Marxist. So if you, if someone hears that and they actually know what Marxism is, then they're going to know automatically, wow, this, this woman is trying to subvert all of, you know, our society. And she even, she even talks about how we should no longer, you know, if when you've been pushed down by laws in our society, then what's the point of even following them anymore? Right. Yeah, no, and she gets into some details even of her childhood, what she read in the library, what she did. And, and by the way, she is pushing... Uh, back because in a lot of cases libraries have removed certain types of sexual material, not just LBGTQ, XYZ, you know, the whole alphabet, you know, end of things, Sonny. It's not just that libraries have done that. They've done other things in regards to, you know, children and what they're exposed to and so on, which, frankly, I think they should be doing. She's critical of that, basically saying, no, 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 these kids ought to be able to read whatever they want to. Absolutely. She says, well, kids are readers, too, and they should be able to decide what they read and you know it doesn't work that way exactly it's completely i mean what are parents for then i guess you know well in the in the mind of a total marxist communist sonny uh, we the state is the parent a regular parent has no you know has no rights over their kids that's how they look at it spot on and it's just so wild to me because to that point, she talks about how the, you know, the conservative far right extremists who are taking over these city councils and school boards and sheriff's offices and all these things. They're the ones that have the fascist approach and they want to control the region and we want to block, you know, access to ideas and freedom of information and all these things. And then she goes on to say that, you know, the reading books is freedom because you can understand who you are. And she says, quote, but also just because it's fun and frothy to read about gay people doing gay things. Right. 
I read that too. And she, there's some other things in here that she said that, frankly, I won't read on air because it's really not fitting to read. I don't need to repeat it. Some of you can look at the articles. We'll have those posted up later tonight on our website and our show notes, and you can read some of these for yourself. Bottom line, this is a open Marxist, communist, total, you know, somebody on the left that, in my opinion, has no concern for young people any way, shape, or form other than she wants to shape them into her image and not let parents have a right in that. That's, that's how she sees things. Absolutely. And this just makes me so irate because it's, it's, it's evil. It's pure evil. It's diabolical. And they go as far to say that, you know, the conservatives are the ones that have more access to more money and time. And it's, we're highly organized and well-resourced, which makes it extremely violent. And, and when you have George Soros funneling tens of millions mm-hmm. of dollars, if not more, into district attorney and other positions, right. and probably including this one, God knows, and uh, to be able to implement this radical, radicalization. And it's just, it's so, it's so sick and twisted. And you really have to get into the perspective of these people that they, are, they actually manipulate language into making people believe that, that people wanting to protect their children and have have that responsibility of protecting their family as you know that's we're not allowed to do that because just let kids read whatever they want you know it's just so it, 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 it's just mind-boggling to me and this really makes me upset because people continue to just ignore and deny the fact that literal communists are yep. taking over that's right. That's right. positions. The, the only i think the only Saving grace in all of this, if there is any, Sonny, and everything you said, spot on. I cannot disagree with any of it. I guess the only saving grace in all of this is the fact that people going to the library in general isn't what it was like probably even when you were a child and definitely not what it was like when I was a child because the Internet didn't exist when I was a kid. So the fact is not as many people go anymore, but the fact that some do, and this is the type of of leadership that this particular individual wants to thrust upon every library across the country. Yes, we need to be talking about this. My point is, fortunately, there's not as many people going to them as there once was. Very true. And that is, that is the only silver lining in this whole situation. Yeah, if there's any silver lining, it's the fact that she's, you know, she's leading a bunch of individuals that are leading other individuals that, frankly, they're probably all preaching to themselves because there's not a lot of folks going to the library in general. And by the way, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I, I really do think that, you know, libraries, books, learning, all of those different things are a good thing. But let's face it, Sonny, we've entered into a new era where, I'm not sure even in some cities we should be funding tax dollar-wise as many of them as we once did because of all of the other resources we now have. Yeah, that's a fair point for sure. I think it just also plays into the, you know, the, how the schools are being run and all yep. of those things because I feel like they're very much in tandem. And, you know, I just read a bunch of a bunch of headlines about another, you know, Marxist communist teacher. And and then you have this young kid who wants to have a Gadsden flag. Colorado Springs. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, he's right in our backyard, Sonny, just a little south of us. Unbelievable. I mean, it really is. It is. And you know what? I mean, the only thing that gives me that 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 motivation and that drive is that we have been fighting this since the very beginning. And so it just doesn't stop now. This is truly what Americans um, have fought and paid, you know, sacrificed for. And we have that spirit alive because this is truly what it's all about. It is good versus evil. These evil people will always exist and they'll always be trying to take our freedoms away. And we have to be simply anti-communist. We cannot bow down to the mob. 
What's interesting about the story yesterday, and we kind of not really broke it, but we talked about it fairly early. I mean, that happened yesterday morning. We talked about it fairly early in the day yesterday and uh, didn't, you know, didn't reach out to do any interviews or anything with this young man, uh, you know, just shared his story. Now, what's interesting is there's been some some things that have been posted even early this morning by our state and basically saying, um, time out, uh, these folks are wrong. Uh, he can have that patch on his backpack. Our governor yesterday even tweeted out and said something to the effect of, that's not what that flag means. Uh, we really should be using this as a history lesson for all of our kids. I'm sort of paraphrasing. Now, keep in mind, Sonny, that our very liberal uh, blue state here and the governor of, he eventually wants to run for president. So uh, keep in mind, he's saying those things just because he knows it's in the best interest of his political career to say so. So I'm not saying he believes any of that, by the way. He just knows that's in the best interest of his career. But it's interesting that we've had some back tracking here in Colorado on that, I think, because we're now the laughing stock of the nation. <laughs> that's Well, that's good to hear, and that's new development that I did not hear. And so, yeah, you know, of course, if you said he wants to run for president, I mean, he's got to do some damage control. Yes, he does. Not, oh, I get, we, we, said, we said yesterday, Sonny, we guarantee that he was on the phone with that school district and that particular administrator and, and probably teacher of that particular school that did that and was now all over, plastered all over social media all around the world, by the way, by now. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you he was on the phone doing damage control yesterday saying, guys, guys, time out. I mean, listen, I know we all have a radical agenda, but if we go down this path, <laughs> this is going to kill us. You cannot do this. So guaranteed he was on the phone having that conversation. Absolutely. He was. Yeah, that was a that was a tough spot for sure. I mean, it's just crazy, and that is the you know that is the power and the po- the positive side of technology yes. that things get blasted all over. And yes, it's, it's amazing what our community can really do at this point and say, hey, this is crazy, you know. And that kid just God bless that kid. Yep. No, I hundred percent. Now, and by the way, that's where you guys also fit in. Young Americans against socialism. This guy, you know, this young kid could be your poster kid, literally, for what he did. And even just the way he handled the whole situation in the, you know, whatever office, principal's office, wherever he was at with his mom. I mean, you got to hand it this kid. He was not shaken at all by anything. And he was just sort of looking at the teacher like, you don't know your history, do you? I love it. I love it. Teach, teach history to the history teacher. It was hilarious. I mean, you got to love all of that. And again, that's what you guys are doing is helping young people like him understand what's really going on and educating the rest of us as adults as to what's happening with our young people. So thank you for what you're doing. Of course. And I just think it's so important to be able to have that as, we ta- as we've talked about that conviction. It's not about, you know, being angry or saying, you know, getting riled up. It's about, hey, this this is freedom we're talking right. about here right. allowed to have a patch on my backpack so i just think that the more people just kind of harness that that spirit and that that drive um that motivation for freedom and passion then then we can really ma- we have been making changes we have been turning the tide and so that is what we have to hold on to and just use that take it in stride all so, right how yeah, do folks continue very- to help what you guys are doing because you're doing great work we need to keep helping you how do they do that you can go to educatefreedom.org to see our content on Instagram as well at educatefreedom or at YAAS underscore America. Uh, we are just so blessed to be able to reach people with our content about um, the horrors and oppression of socialist, 
socialism and socialist countries and communist countries talk to survivors. And we are working on educational resources that will be coming out soon about how to talk to your kids about socialism. And this is going to be an all-in-one guide, unit curriculum, everything with a student workbook, progress tracker, everything, supplemental videos, activities. It's going to be phenomenal. And I just, there is nothing like this that exists yet in our in our market there are so many great so many fantastic articles resources etc but nothing that has that is so catered towards the younger mm-hmm. generations so we're so excited um you can find me also at sunnyrose.k and we're just so happy that we have your support and if you'd like to go to educatefreedom.org we are a 501c3 you can help support us there awesome sunny thank you as always appreciate it very much have a great labor day weekend and glad you're safe we'll talk to you next week Likewise, always a pleasure. You Thank bet. You. Appreciate it very much. Have a great evening. And, yeah, folks, if you can help them out, yaas.org is the website. They all go to the same place, which they end up there, actually, yaas.org. High Five Plumbing. And as you've heard, they've kind of taken over our prime sponsor spot here. They're, you're hearing them, hearing them as we go in and out of our breaks and other places as well. And yeah, great plumbing company and anything you need when it comes to plumbing in your house, whether that be something you want to add, change, you've got a problem, you name it, they are our plumbers. And call them today if you need anything. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind. Until they back up, High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter, they have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment, which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. If you want a big-picture doctor that's not bought out by a big pharma, like, by the way, a lot of other doctors are, call Dr. Scott Faulkner. Make an appointment today. Find out what he can do for you. 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. 
Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Julie says, thank you so much for a great experience and your attention to the details. I was truly impressed with what we got for our money. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, to tie into what we were talking about with Sonny, in what's been called a landmark victory for parental rights, a California school district has settled for $100,000 with a mother who said her daughter was socially transitioned to a boy without parental knowledge or consent. So Jessica Conan said that her 11-year-old daughter, she's 11, not 17, 11, Alicia, was told by her school in the Spreckles Union School District in Monterey County that she may be upset because she didn't know who she truly was inside. From there, the school allowed her to use the boy's bathroom, used male pronouns to refer to her, and was socially transitioned away from her biological gender. Once Conan found out that her daughter was being identified as a male and socially transitioning without her knowledge, she sued the district. Her daughter has since decided to re-identify as a girl. Hmm, wow, imagine that. And the California single mother vowed to keep fighting for parental rights after the settlement in which she was represented by the Centers for American Liberty. They need to understand their place, and they need to stay in their place. And schools nowadays, they're awful. Yeah, you guys, maybe she should listen to me because I talk about that all the time. So I'm going to fight this fight and keep fighting this fight, Conan told Fox News Digital. Um, totally wrong. I know I talk about that a lot, but this is not the place of a school. Period. I don't care if she's 17 or 18. It's not their place. This is the place of parents to handle. And you've heard me talk about, and now that you maybe are hearing some of these stories, know that what I've been saying isn't some sort of fabrication. Schools are having all sorts of impact in this area, including having transition closets and things along those lines where they even ask for donations for the opposite sex type clothing or the opposite sex clothing so that somebody that may think they want to transition can act that way at school unbeknownst to their parents. It's all secret and they go back home at the end of the day at whatever their regular gender is. So if they're a boy, they can come in and dress up like a girl, but still go home as a boy. If they're a girl, they can come in as a girl, dress up as a boy all day long, and then go back home as a girl. And we've been talking about this now, Charlie, as far as these closets go for, what, a couple of years been going on in different parts of the country? Happens here in Colorado, by the way. For those of you that maybe don't know that, it happens in Colorado. We, We have these closets, these secret closets, if you would, where these teachers go out and seek donations, put these wardrobes together, so that they can allow these students to do this. Unbeknownst to the parents, by the way. They do this all behind the scenes, all behind their backs. So this single mom keeps saying, I am not going to allow this to keep happening. I feel, I feel that the fight, that it has to continue. The Spreckless 
or Spreckles, sorry, Spreckles Union School District is not admitting fault with the settlement. But it's nonetheless a significant movement amid the nationwide debate over parental rights related to schooling decisions that affect children. Folks, folks, it's always the parental right when it comes to these decisions that affect their kids. Now, if a kid's getting abused at home, that's not what I'm talking about. This is a whole different conversation. In this particular situation, it is not the place of the public school to decide if an 11-year-old should be transitioning or not. Period. At its core, this case is about upholding the sacred bond between parents and their children, Mark Trammell, executive director for the Center for American Liberty, told Fox. Yes, he is 1,000% correct. If you disagree with me, I'm sorry. Get over it. This is a total parental right issue, not the school district's right, nor is it ever the right of the school to do this. American National Insurance is next. Make sure that you are insured properly and you're saving money at the same time. My good friend Paul Lewinberger, my agent, can also help you with all of that as well. Give him a call today, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Carol Lieberman will be joining us here at 5 o'clock. We haven't had her on for a while, so looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, families uh, that al-Qaeda leaders attacked may have their death penalties overturned. In other words, these al-Qaeda leaders um, may have their penalties, their death penalties overturned. So she's going to inform us of that and what's going on. So we'll be back and talk about that. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.